Hey, go-getters. Maggie with A Sweat Life here. This week, I had the opportunity to chat with Gabe Kennedy, who's the co-founder of Plant People, which is a CBD company. They create balms and other products that have CBD in them. But another big portion of their business is giving back and sustainability. So for every product that you buy, they plant a tree. And another huge tenant of their business is education, which uh, for Gabe is one of the biggest pieces of why he started the business. And so that's one of the main things that we talk about in this interview. And I think you'll hear how passionate he is about it when when you listen. So um, I hope that you enjoy this interview I had with Gabe Kennedy as much as I enjoyed interviewing him. I think you'll find his story both fascinating and inspiring and the story of plant people to be truly uplifting. Enjoy. All right. So Gabe, I'm so happy to have you as a guest on the We Got Goals podcast with A Sweat Life. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I know you're the co-founder of Plant People, which is an herbs and botanicals company that uses the power of CBD um, in all of your products that you create, which is a big reason why we're chatting today. You've also done a whole lot before launching the business, but I'd love to start and talk about the evolution of Plant People um, and how that came to be, because it's a remarkable story. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, um, I'm happy to share. So, um Plant people, our mission is to heal and connect people and the planet through the power of plants. Um, and of course, we do that by creating products, but also by educating, advocating, and um, working to step into a space of responsibility uh, as a business. But the the foundation of plant people really comes from my own experience uh, with back issues. Uh, I was I'm from Colorado. Both my parents are in alternative medicine. My mom is an acupuncturist and Chinese herbalist. My father is a chiropractor and acupuncturist. So fortunately, I was, I was growing up in a pretty um, pretty cool household. Uh, but I was a ski racer. I fell, fractured my back, obliterated my disc, and it sent me on dealing with it for about 12 plus years. And over that decade, I had multiple back surgeries, uh, tons of procedures, and really was looking for ways and alternatives to be able to deal with these challenges. And fortunately, I was able to find the power of plants um, through high-level nutrition, through herbalism, uh, through cannabis, and of course, through alternative medicine. But those were really the sort of foundational, um, the, the building blocks to you know wellness for me. And so about three and a half years ago, my friend at the time, James Hudson, now business partner, were on a hike and we were in the Catskills, um, sort of on this nature retreat. It was really funny, right? We were like crawl, like bear crawling through foliage and stuff. And uh, all this conversation, all these conversations were happening around cannabis, around CBD. People were curious about it. They had no idea really what it was, um, certainly wanted to try it and had no idea where to buy it. And so... That was this aha moment for us as entrepreneurs who've always sort of operated in the plant world. Um, they're like, huh, let's explore this. And so, you know, we spent two plus years working with different farmers and having conversations around you know, growing practices and plant genetics and extraction methods um, and how we optimize those genetics and talking to alternative medicine practitioners and herbalists around how we could, you know, create really efficacious products. And 
So out of that, you know, shared love for plants and out of, you know, the connection to it really being beneficial for our lives, Plant People was born. And obviously, you know, identifying a need within our communities to have more access to these kinds of, of products. And so that was really how Plant People came to be. Um, as we began doing business and, you know, we started by ordering all these herbs and like shaking them and, you know, shaking them in a in, in paint cans. So like a mentor of mine, his name is Alan Lim, who is a business called Scratch Labs, had uh, told me that when he was first creating his, his, his formulas, he would put the powders in paint cans and bring them to Home Depot and have them shake them in the paint shaker. And so, you know, like we'd go and we'd blend, you know, our own things of herbs and pack them into capsules and give them out to friends and get feedback and try. And people really started loving it. And so we said like, Hey, let's, let's, Let's go after this. Let's pursue this. Um, and as we began doing business, it just became very clear that we were uh, a business oriented around impact and really doing the best uh, and really stepping into a space of trying to do better. And so for us, that manifests in three different ways. It's efficacy, education, and regeneration. And so where we hang our hat as a business uh, within this category, which, as you know, is really cluttered, uh, we hone in on plant genetics and understanding what those, what the sort of natural characteristics are. We then extract it in a particular way to optimize those characteristics and amplify the benefits by being able to include plants and herbs from a variety of healing modalities, whether that's traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurveda, or Western herbalism. And so we are plant people, we're not CBD people. And although we do, you know, believe that there is power in this compound of CBD, we really are here to celebrate the power of all plants. Um, so really, like, we're operating at this intersection of, you know, plant wellness and, and modern science and stepping into understanding more research and, and really supporting that. Um, we also believe that, like, education is imperative. So how do we obviously give the 101s, but how do we ensure that we're stepping into a space of responsibility and growing the, the, the industry uh, with a mindset of access and equity, social justice, um, you know, respectful agricultural practices, packaging practices, and, you know, lastly, regeneration, which is our perspective on sustainability, where we uh, believe in regenerative agriculture, a holistic sort of uh, mindset of, of growing plants and how it interacts with all of the systems. Uh, we don't use any plastic. We use post-consumer materials, and we plant a tree for every product that we sell. So that was a really long-winded answer of sort of saying, <laughs> telling you about plant people, but yeah. it really is like more than just for me. I mean, it really is more than just saying like, hey, we're a CBD company or hey, we totally. make products, you know? Well, you're plugging into some really important things that I think are are happening in our world and in our culture today. One is, you know, stepping away from like the need to to lean on so, so much extra additive and come back to the basics like food as medicine, sleep as medicine, you know, your overall health is more right in front of you than needing to seek out the, the treatments and the other pathways that are actually more complicated. I, I see a trend moving back towards the basics and, and that seems to have come from, yeah. from within, from you, from, you know, parents, that are in more of like the holistic mindset growing up. And it's funny when you say that my mom is a Reiki practitioner and I remember growing up and 
saying, mom, I'm sick. I need to go to the doctor. And she would just be like, I'll do Reiki. And I would be like, this can't work, but it kind of did. And I, you know, whether it was all in the mindset or, or what, whatever it was, like sometimes I would fear. And so, uh, I think probably, and, and maybe you can speak a little bit to this, but in order to have other people come on board that journey, which is not as, it's not the story that is told as frequently. It's not what you think of as like health. Um, but the, the basics of wellness, if you believe it, if you practice it, then whatever you create and then whatever products that come from that come from a place of authenticity. And I'm sure that has been part of the journey yeah. of plant people too, is like, it's come from you and from Hudson's actual experience. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that, um, the reason that I share those stories is exactly what, you know, echoes exactly what you just said, which is that, you know, for me, this is really personal for us. This is really personal. And we see an enormous opportunity to impart positive change. Um, into the way that we do business, into the way that we uh, take ownership over our own health and the health of our communities, and the way that we grow an industry um, consciously mm-hmm. and, or continue to grow an industry consciously because, you know, there's a lot, of, um, a lot of change that has to happen, right? There's a lot of pain around cannabis. Um, it's definitely, uh, there's a lot there. And so without digging into that right now, you know, I, I do think that we're in a special moment where people are looking for alternatives. People are looking to take ownership over their health. People are, you know, diverting in my, you know, to, to plants and um, practices that are uh, somewhat unbiased, you know, because we exist in this uh, society where we're like inundated by what I believe is corporate interests just trying to sell us another pillow we don't really need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and, so, and yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. So, You've also had, you know, a background with working with plants in other ways, like you're a chef. And so food for you has also been medicine. Yeah, it has. I mean, and that's part of, you know, plant people, right? Where um, first the opportunity to introduce these kinds of, these kinds of benefits, um, these sorts of compounds, new plants into mainstream through the medium of food is extraordinarily exciting and very impactful, right? The chef's collaborative motto of, change menus, change lives. The more that we can normalize this, the more that we can bring it to public through perhaps one of the most, uh, you know, universal languages. And in my opinion, one of the most uh, intimate connections that we have, not only with the planet, but with each other is around the table. And so it's a really exciting medium to explore and educate around what it is that we're doing. But yeah, to, you know, personally, my background is as a chef. I went, I, you know, I've been working in restaurants since I was 14. I, um, you know, went to, to culinary school to the CIA after I, after I graduated high school. I then went to Cornell to the hotel school to sort of look at food through a different lens and sort of understand the, the entire ecosystem of that. And so, um, how we can utilize, celebrate, and uh, how we can celebrate and utilize plants um, beyond just supplements is, is a really exciting um, exploration. New. Yeah, pretty new. I would say from all the CBD talk that is out now, it's, I think from my perspective, it's a little, it's more in the supplement kind of and balm kind of discussion, but putting it in food to me is really new. And I'd love to hear your perspective on, on how you bring 
the the expertise of being a chef and then mm. the ingredients that plant people now create and like what you do, how yeah. you create new menus with it. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I think that like it's, it is important to recognize that like putting these compounds in food for consumer packaged goods is not really uh, an okay thing to do in the eyes of the FDA. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, what we do is we, when we host an event, right, it, that is the medium in which we communicate. Uh, but for me, it's actually, you know, if you're looking to get the true profound benefits of these kinds of compounds, you know, eating it is not the best way to do it, right? It's, you want to take a sublingual tincture, right, holding it under your tongue, you want right. to rub it topically, maybe you can take a capsule, right, you want to regiment with it, you want to have it every day, um, and really treat it as a practice, like any alternative, yoga, meditation, um, nutrition, right? The more that you commit to uh, incorporating that to your daily regimen, the more profound and impactful it is. Um, but for me, the exciting part is how do we identify what people are saying, you know, these benefits are? Like, what are the benefits of CBD? How do we mm-hmm. then amplify those benefits through the foods that we deliver? So if we're talking about the ability for cannabinoids to soothe inflammation, how do we then create a dish that speaks to that as well? So we're not giving someone, you know, a double bacon cheeseburger and like drizzling it with a CBD sauce, right? <laughs> or giving someone, you know, a can of Coke and dripping some CBD on top, right? That's pretty counterintuitive to what the to what you're trying to sort of get from the plant. So my philosophy is how do we build dishes? How do we build experiences that speak to and amplify the innate characteristics and benefits? And so, you know, that can be, you know, anti-inflammatory properties, but it can also be um, soothing and relaxing. So could we make, you know, a sorbet that has, uh, you know, it's blueberry and lavender, and we talk about linalool, the compound that works with it's a terpene that works with your CB1 and CB2 receptors, um, part of your endocannabinoid system. It's found in both cannabis, meaning hemp or marijuana, but also in lavender, right? And it works Ooh. on similar receptors. So how do we continue to sort of expand the conversation um, and open people's minds to the fact that a lot of what, you know, a lot of attributes that are found within this plant, yes, they're found uniquely in the plant, but also do have a lot of crossover into other beneficial herbs or botanicals. Oh my gosh. So that's this like is that, fascinating. That, that, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that creates like a way more interesting and rich playground for me as a business, you know, uh, owner, as a chef, as an entrepreneur, as a creative, as someone who's curious about this. Um, it's such a more exciting and rich place to, you know, to play. Right, right. Well, so I guess that this is a good place to ask one of the big questions that we always ask on this podcast. And that's kind of looking at your background and looking at what you've done with plant people and as a chef and as a creative and entrepreneur, what is something that you're really proud to say you've accomplished out loud to, to this community of listeners? With, with, with our business specifically? I guess maybe this or, or for yourself, honestly, both. Yeah, I mean, I think that I'm most, <laughs> it's a big question and it's kind of a hard thing. I think it's a hard thing to own, you know, I think right, that's why it's so much easier it. to look at, to look at. Uh, I'm constantly trying to poke holes in my own uh, person and how I can be better. So it's, <laughs> sometimes it's, it's a new thing to, to reframe. But 
I think that, you know, I'm really proud that we are sticking true to our intention and we're continually welcoming opportunity to improve and to get more diversity of perspective and input and insights, um, which makes us just a more, you know, well-rounded um, organization. Mm -hmm. But I'm just, I'm, I'm really proud that we are taking a stance and that we are stepping into a space and assuming responsibility over our actions and sort of innately ingraining these these missions and requirements into our business that as we grow, we in fact create more good. We in fact are, you know, we, we are planting trees for every product that are sold, right? We're supporting regenerative practices. We're supporting, you know, a, a, a movement that I believe uh, is changing the way that we look at agriculture, fuels, textiles, foods, dietary supplements, and hopefully, changing the way that we look at our relationship to ourselves and our relationship to our communities and our environment. Yeah. And I'm also really just proud that like we've done so much with so little. And, you know, we started this, this business, um, Hudson and I with, you know, a, a few thousand dollars out of our savings accounts, you know, like we, which, you know, we're meager, right. We're like, uh, we, you know, we put it all on the line and, and really worked to grow this organically. And I feel so grateful that it's a real thing. I mean, we have an incredible group of individuals. We're all working together to, towards this mission. Like I'm, you know, as I'm, as I'm talking, I have two awesome people like packing up boxes and um, shipping things out. And it's just, it's amazing to see the growth and how, you know, through staying true to our mission and our authentic perspective, um, you know, we're, we're able to build and yeah. build for, for, for good, build for better. What has been the, the feedback that you've received from the educational points that you bring up and, and the topics that you raise that are important for us to learn about? Like, what are people, what are people saying? What are people communicating to you about all of this? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think like as much as we are working to educate the industry, we're also educating ourselves and continuing to learn from, you know, customers, colleagues, um, researchers, and, and what have you. I do agree that there's a lack of cohesive information and there is a lack of uh, resources to be able to kind of dig through all of these pieces, um, you know, in one place. And so we're actively working to build a resource like that so we can better serve our, our customers and our community. Um, but I would say that, you know, depending on what group of people or what circle you're talking to, the education points change. And when I look across the industry, I mean, we're in New York City, so we have, you know, a pretty coastal outlook. Um, there's also a lot of, and, you know, we're a, sort of a home, homegrown uh you know, bootstrapped business. There's also a lot of businesses that are entering the market from corporate interests um, for, you know, for better or for worse. Mm -hmm. Those are different kinds of conversations. But I do think that, you know, for, for me, there's two main points. And the main point is that or maybe three and maybe I'll say five. I don't really know. I'm not, <laughs> 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 it's a good question. But I, you know, I think like for, for me, it's of course we want to build an industry 
that represents quality, that represents you know safety, that is taking consumers seriously and protecting their well-being seriously. Um, there are a lot of great actors out there. There's also a lot of bad. And so ensuring that, you know, the consumption is safe is, is, a, is a part of education. And that is largely on consumers to have to, like, be curious and do a little bit of digging, right, and know what to look for. There is also a big piece of, of education that has to happen around the history of cannabis, in my, in my perspective, the history of cannabis, and oftentimes the, uh, the painful history that has to do with a lot of inequity um, and a lack of, of, of justice around how this plant has been used or weaponized for different groups of people, whether it's uh, you know people of color, depending on what you look like, where you live, where you're from, what your upbringing is, you're going to have a very different um, relationship to this plant. So how do we make sure that we're growing an industry that represents social justice and equity and access and is not just, um, you know, run by, uh, you know, unconscious, like affluent mm -hmm. white corporate interest, um, but rather is, is accessible for, for all sorts of people. Um, and then there's, you know, the education that has to happen around sort of the, the agricultural um, implications. I think that they're really exciting, um, but hemp is a remediation plan. It will sort of suck anything, like all the impurities, the bad stuff out of the soil. It will go into the plant, so you have to be careful. Um, it also is very regenerative and so has extraordinary powers to sequester carbon and to be a regenerative crop. So, you know, I'm excited to see how as the industry grows, what systems we support. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's a huge opportunity to support regenerative, um, beautiful systems that leave the planet in a better place and also, you know, leave communities in a better place. So I don't know if that directly answered your question, but, you know, it those does. are those are the points to make. And I think, like, just, the, you know, the other thing is just, like, the basic destigmatizing, like, we need to lower the stigma, and that's why food has been powerful. You can normalize it. You normalize the conversation. Um, but, you know, half, so many people have no idea what CBD is. So we're super bullish on all these other compounds. We're like, oh, this one is CBN, and this is high CBG, high CBC. And although that makes so much sense for us, what we've noticed is so many people are still just trying to wrap their heads around CBD. So, you know, just kind of making sure we, we start building a foundation is imperative. Yeah. And when you look at, I guess, for, first and foremost, for plant people moving forward in the near future or in the more distant mm -hmm. future, what's a goal that you guys have set on the horizon that you want to accomplish? And why, why is that goal important to you? Yeah, I mean, we want to uh, get into as many hands as, as possible, help as many people as possible, plant as many trees as possible. So, you know, I hope that in the near future, we can take a moment and kind of look at what we've accomplished and be like, oh, my God, we've planted a million trees, you know, yeah, and right, right. Uh, we've changed the way that people or been, a, you know, just a small part of um, changing the way that people perceive this industry yeah. um, or these plants. But I would say, like, you know, my personal, my heart is in plants in general. It's in, you know, really celebrating all plants and botanicals. Uh, that is goes beyond just cannabis and it goes beyond just CBD. And so 
how do we continue to explore and research and innovate and hopefully leverage the power that plants have for creating just a little bit better of a place, you know? This is a crazy question. Do you ever see plant people having a physical space like a restaurant or a cafe where people can eat regularly outside of just the events? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would love to, you know, as a, as a, as a food guy, (laughs) I would love nothing more than to be able to have, you know, some brick and mortar spaces in which we can, you know, educate and um, obviously, you know, sell products to people, but, you know, almost, almost more importantly, create a community space where we can educate and celebrate all the things um, that, you know, we're talking about on this, on this podcast, uh, you know, sort of in the flesh. Um, And, you know, that doesn't, for me, that doesn't mean that we have to be like selling CBD infused food, right? The the conversation that we're trying to have goes way beyond that. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that would be extraordinary. I think that that would be a wonderful thing to do in the future. And I certainly have like my own sort of dream about that. Um, I think for right now, it's really important for us to stay focused and be able to, you know, one, one foot in front of the other. Right. <laughs> we're, right. We're, we're constantly problem solving, um, which is what makes everything fun. That's true. That's true. It keeps you on your toes, keeps you in the present. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, uh, no boring days over here. Well, when you when you look at maybe your own personal goals, or if chefing is still something that is chefing a word to chef, <laughs> when you yeah uh, sure okay yeah. cool chefing. I love it. Do you do you plan on continuing kind of on your own with with chef related business endeavors, or what are some other personal goals that you have for you for the future? Yeah, I mean that's a great question. I think that. Um, I personally have never felt more focused and more aligned in what I'm doing Um, in this (laughs) strange way. I kind of feel like I'm following my bloodline, you know, like I grew up with, with parents who are herbalists and, you know, involved in, in this kind of general category. So um, I feel so excited and energized and, um, you know, grateful to be doing what I do on a daily basis. And so um, I'm just looking at how I can continue to do that and do it better and create more value for the the world. Um, You know, food is always something that I will have near and dear to my heart. And I look forward to, you know, being able to continue to explore that. But um, right now I'm I'm pretty just laser focused on, on plant people, which is really, really exciting. I mean, that's it. I want to continue to like evolve as, as a, as a leader, as a, as a person. (laughs) I think it's important that as much as we like invest in our business, we also have to, you know, make sure we're nourishing ourselves. And so, you know, I've been so excited about like connecting to my physical fitness and my mental well-being, and, you know, um, supporting the relationships in my life that really matter and supporting organizations that matter and just being able to, you know, follow, follow the things that, that not only feel good for me, but feel good for, for others. And I think that that actually sort of tangentially brings up a really interesting point that I think is, um, that I've been thinking a lot about. So if I can share that, I would love to get your perspective on it too, but it just has to do with wellness, which is that, you know, I think that when, when I look at the wellness industry, it's oftentimes so individual. It's like, I want to feel better. I, you know, 
I want to get rid of the bags under my eyes. I want, you know, and that's, that's great. I think that, you know, that's it's very important. We need to take care of ourselves. But I really want to, you know, what, what our goal is to shift the conversation of wellness and holistic wellness around the individual um, to wellness of the community, which includes the individual. And so do we, you know, I wish you could see my hands, but I'm doing like this hand movement that's like individual and then sort of like you know, community. Like circular community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like how do we look at wellness not through this lens of like, you know, of, of individualism and, and, and privilege, but also acknowledging that a huge part of that is, you know, wellness for the community and wellness for the world in which we're interacting with. Because if that's not well, you know, we could be in the best space ever, but it's not going to be that much fun. You know, so I I think that that's been a pretty exciting thing for me to kind of sit with. Right. Well, it's it's hard because, number one, it's also hard to, like, take care of ourselves, and it's important to do that. And I think there's the the whole idea around self-care and what does that mean and generally my mind goes to, like, go take a yoga class or go to, you know, something that is very singular and solo, but then I think about the sort of metaphor or analogy of I'll finish a yoga class, Shavasana, I'm feeling so wonderful, and then I get up and I go outside and someone cuts me off in traffic and then I'm really mad at that person and I'm mad at the world and then, you know, what good have I done to share that, like, bliss that I created with anybody else? Like, rather than being generous and thinking, like, let me share some of that calm with that person who cut me off, I got mad and then it, it wasn't at all a circular movement of, of wellness for more people. Even if I had a great experience for that one moment, it didn't carry over. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. I think it it does. It's kind of this idea of, um, it's like, at least personally, like when I feel nourished, when I feel taken care of and and supported, and that for me is like a few checklists. It's like, I want to, I need to meditate, right. Take care of my mind. I need to move my body a little bit. I want to listen to some great music. I need to get a little bit of sunshine and I need to have some awesome food. Like if I can do those things every day, it's a pretty, it's a pretty great day. Um, but like when I personally do feel nourished, it allows me to give more, right? Mm-hmm. Like I kind of fill up my cup and then it allows me to bring that to the world. But when I feel depleted and when I don't feel, um, all that grounded in my own person, it's way more difficult to be able to, you know, kind of go out there. Right, right. It's it's almost like the the, no, like the conversation sort of is like we're we're on the right track in thinking of self care for sure, but then to to what for what purpose and to what end? It's like Mm -hmm. then you take that and you do something that is bigger than you, rather than just stopping with now I feel better. Well, I think you know one of something I like to say is like we're focusing so much, like we need to stop focusing on the bags under our eyes and start focusing on all the bags and the, you know, plastic bags in the ocean, <laughs> right? Like that is just as important. Um, and honestly, maybe a little bit more, like if, then if you have, you know, some puffy eyes or something like that, but um, yeah, yeah and, I, I don't mean, know. <laughs> we're not going to solve it in this hour, but every, you know, every conversation is important. And I, I think what you guys are doing with plant people uh, in making education and conversation and real, activism and change as much of the forefront of your business as you are is a leading example of what 
more businesses could be doing and we have to lead by example. So, I mean, I guess maybe one great question to kind of end this awesome conversation with um, would be if someone wanted to start doing something on their own regular practice in their lives to give back in some way to the earth or to be a little Mm -hmm. more sustainable, uh, what would be some general basic guidelines that you would offer for someone who's starting out or to make the goal a little more attainable? Um, okay, that's a great question. <laughs> you know, I, I, because I have so much experience with food, um, I think that that's an amazing place to start. What we choose to consume and how we choose to consume it is a phenomenal uh, opportunity. And so although the ecosystem, the global food economy and ecosystem is very, very complex and there are no simple answers as to what are the most impactful things to eat and when, if you do have the means to be able to buy seasonal and local food, um, that is a huge, huge start. And oftentimes that is like plants and oftentimes it doesn't necessarily mean like it's all that convenient, um, but it is really impactful. That's awesome. So I think that that is a, that's a, a solid, solid tip. It's a good place to start for sure. How yeah, else definitely. can people find you and find plant people um, when the readers and listeners of We Got Goals want to learn more? Yeah, so you can find me personally online. <laughs> uh, I have an Instagram. It's Gabe underscore Kennedy. But if you put in Gabe Kennedy, it's probably pop up. Um, you can follow plant people on Instagram or any social channel that you choose. Uh, our handle is just plant people. And visit our website, which is www.plantpeople.co. Um, and we have you know a variety of resources there. And we're always happy to be a resource or any questions that one may have, regardless of if you're buying product or not, um, we're here. We're, we're here to help. So, you know, always feel free to lean on us, and um, we appreciate that opportunity. So, um, that's that's where you'd find us. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast, Gabe. It was an honor to have you. Thank you. I feel honored to participate. Thank you so much for taking the time and learning a little bit more about what we do. This podcast is a SweatLife.com production, and it's another thing that's better with friends. So please share it with yours. You can subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And if you have a chance to leave us a rating or review while you're there, we would truly appreciate it. Special thanks to Jay Mano for our theme music. To our guests this week, Gabe Kennedy, to Ryan Deffitt for editing, and an extra special thanks to you, our listeners.